0: If you're joining us for the first time, I'm your host, Shelly, with my co host, Deanna. No, Caroline, for this episode. Again, I think I I can't keep up.
1: I know. I can't remember. I can't even remember the last book we read. The Night One. Oh, that's right. Was she on that one? No. I don't don't remember. Also, I'm very tired right now. I know you told me not to drink at dinner, but I had a glass and a half. I know.
0: I knew it. I knew it. And now I'm very sleepy. Oh God. Well, hopefully we can make it through this episode. This is our last episode of season one. So just make it through this, Deanna. I need to. <laughs>
1: yes, we'll, we'll do better next season.
0: Yeah, we will be, be revamping, reinventing. <laughs> re-everything. Yeah, re-everything. So, but today we are wrapping up the season with Malibu Rising and for those of you who haven't read the book but want to listen to the episode this book is about
1: Malibu Rising is a story about one unforgettable night in the life of a family the night they each have to choose what they will keep from the people who made them and what they will leave behind. August 1983 as children of famed singer Mick Riva. Nina and her three siblings, Jay, Hud, and Kit are a constant source of fascination in Malibu. It's the day of Nina's annual end of the summer party and anticipation is at a fever pitch as everyone who is someone gathers at Nina's glamorous cliffside mansion. Over the course of 24 hours, everything the Reva siblings have spent a lifetime holding together comes crumbling down by morning the Reva mansion will have gone up in flames.
0: Beware there are spoilers ahead. Okay, so what were your initial impressions of the book?
1: Um the cover is really pretty and (laughs) I feel like drunk Deanna is talking right now. (laughs) I'm not even that drunk. I that I had those glasses Deanna. Deanna. (laughs) uh, You know what? I think I don't know. Let me just talk. <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. Again, I didn't read what the book was about. I went in blind, but it was definitely interesting. I did enjoy the book more than I thought I was going to. I did think it started out kind of slow, but I I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. I didn't know if I was gonna like it or not. Like you said, it did start out kind of slow. And I was like, okay, what? is this like what is the point of this book we're just gonna like, know about a party but then it starts getting into the story and I was like okay okay I can relate like yes. um did you have a favorite part of the book or a part that you didn't like or anything about the book that you didn't like I guess
1: my favorite
0: part just
1: has to be when Nina finally like finds her voice and she just starts thinking of herself instead of taking care of others and then maybe my least favorite part was finding out that, what was their mom's name? June? Yeah. June and Mix. like, it wasn't like a happy ever after. Like, you know, when you start talk, like when they start talking about their love story, you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be such a cute little story about a family like that grow up in Malibu and their kids serve. And it wasn't like that at all. Right. I was
0: like, uh, Mix, Mick is trash. seriously I know I would say my favorite part of the book was I did really enjoy reading Mick and June's story Mm -hmm. so I really did like that but I also liked learning about the kids and stuff like just the whole story of them like going back in time to now I really did enjoy that um what I didn't like about the book I don't know I don't think there's anything in particular but probably just Mick himself the character (laughs) I can't think of like a specific scene in the book where I'm like oh my god why did they put this in there yeah and also um Nina's husband like he could go as well he's trash too yeah Yeah. but those are my thoughts for right now maybe it'll jog my memory as we go (laughs) questions
1: (laughs) yeah it's been a minute since we actually read the book (laughs)
0: don't worry Second season, we are coming in guns blazing. I also
1: feel like here recently, you and I have been reading books of like just men being trash. Yeah. So maybe we need to spice it up and get some different perspectives. So if anyone yeah. has any suggestions,
0: maybe like a good love story, you know,
1: yeah, of know. good men
0: because they're out there. I cannot attest to that as of right now, but like, maybe in the future. why do you think the author decided to set this story in Malibu during the 80s Mm,
1: I don't know a lot of history about Malibu so I don't know how much you know about it Um, I'm guessing because it seems that it wasn't really popular back then. Like it was just starting, you know, it just wasn't a very popular place and now it's like super expensive.
0: (laughs) Yes. I love Malibu. If I could have a beach house on Malibu beach, uh, (laughs) I would be there instantly. Um, But yeah, I kind of agree with you just because it is a popular place and I feel like her telling the story, it wasn't that up and coming. mm -hmm. Um, What were your first impressions of the siblings? Did it changed as the story went on um we'll start with Nina first okay first of all Nina is a gem she needs to be protected at all
1: costs
0: (laughs) yes I (laughs) love Nina
1: yeah and I feel like I could relate to her a lot especially I'm not the oldest sibling but I'm the oldest girl and it's a very different thing being the oldest girl and being the oldest boy, but I can definitely like relate to a lot of what she feels and has to go through.
0: Right. Cause you're probably like a mother figure to your siblings in a sense, probably like you were like their second mom, essentially. Yes. But they did not respect me at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Well. laughs>
1: They just saw me as the nagging big sister who told them what to do. Well, you know, I can understand that. Well, they went through a lot though. I mean, she basically had to raise them herself. I mean, she did. She, She had to raise them herself because her mom was very absent when they were like, when she was around and then they tragically lost her. So gosh, that was so sad.
0: Yeah. My first impressions of Nina is that she is just like, strong-willed, very like family-oriented, grew up Mm -hmm. fast, very smart. I just thought she was just like an all-around bomb, boss-ass woman.
1: Yeah, I mean, because she could have easily like told her siblings, all right, bye, see you later.
0: Like, right, like I gotta go live my life.
1: Yeah, and she was very selfless. Yeah. So I was happy that towards the end, her siblings were like, you need to do something for yourself now. Like just go do whatever you want. Don't worry about us. We're fine.
0: Yeah. And what did you think about Jay? So he's the surfer brother.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I feel like we got more insight on Nina's character than all of the other siblings. I don't know. I don't know what to think about Jay. What about you?
0: I don't really know just because well I was it was a little sad when he he found out that he couldn't surf anymore but I kind of feel like he was the brother that was not like Mr. Know-it-all but more so like the popular kind of brother like oh I'm the surfer like I get the hot girlfriends like when him and Hud had that little tiff. And just, like, his interactions with Kit when they were, like, surfing and, like, in the car. Like, I don't know how I felt about him, honestly. Yeah, and then it was very
1: interesting to hear how they described them in the book. Like, Jay was more, I'm guessing, lanky. Yeah. Um, And then Hud was more, I guess, muscular and stubby. I don't know. It's it's very hard. Like, I don't know. And then with Hud... I know you're probably about to ask about HUD, but like, I don't know. Jay was just like the player who got all the girls, didn't really care about them. And then HUD seemed like the sweet one. And he fell in love and just happened to be with one of Jay's ex-girlfriends. The most recent one.
0: (laughs) The most recent one. But he did say he wasn't in love with her and stuff like that. So yeah. (laughs) What about Kit? What about Kit? I liked Kit.
1: I I did too, but I so like- from the beginning, I was like, oh, she, she definitely like, likes girls. Like, I just got that vibe. Like, there's something off here. Like, she doesn't like boys. Right.
0: She like, hadn't had her first kiss, all this other stuff. I mean, just because you haven't had your first kiss at like an older age doesn't mean that you are going in a different way, but that's just like, you can just see the vibe in the butt." yeah like she
1: wasn't super concerned about it until like recently about kissing a boy and really she felt like she only had to kiss a boy just to figure out what it was that she wanted
0: (laughs) exactly and then she was like wait I don't like this
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah she definitely especially when she they just like the book just or the author described how she interacted with other boys and how she never really paid attention to them but then they talked about how she talked about her best friend and how she looked at her.
0: Yeah. And I thought
1: I honestly at the end thought that they were going to end up together, but obviously her friend was not swinging that way.
0: Yeah. But it is cool to see like our first impression of the siblings and how they did evolve throughout the book. Like I felt like Jay and Hud kind of, well, Jay grew up in a sense, like he got over it, but Nina, the most of all just Mm -hmm. finally living for herself again. So the story is told in multiple timelines. The majority is focused on the four siblings and their parents. Why was it important for us to read about their parents' relationship and fallout? That kind of just like brought the whole book together.
1: Yeah. Also, did you get the... Like, cause I mean, did you get the impression of Mick that he just acted the way he thought people wanted him to act? Like he did it to impress other people, like kind of like the saying, you know, you tell them what they want to hear type of thing. Cause he said that to June when he was talking to her dad and said that, oh yeah, I'll take care of the restaurant. No worries. I'll take it over. And then later he told Nina, oh, I was just telling him what he wanted to hear. Like I feel like he did that to June, which kind of sucked because I really liked reading their like romantic relationship. It was.
0: I did not think it was going to end up how it did. Once I found out he was cheating, I was like, "What? What?" You mother?" (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it was important for us to read about their relationship and the fallout just because we got more background. And it honestly brought the whole book together, like the party, how the party started, mm-hmm. and um, Mick ending up at the party and the end of the book, and everybody getting their feelings out and so forth. But also, we just needed to hear the story. Well, I think
1: it was important to hear that too, because we really got a sense of how manipulative and devious Mick was, and how hard it was for June. To not it, like forgive him and right. let him come back so many times.
0: Yeah, and how Nina became like their legal guardian, like everything in their relationship led up to everything in the book. Yeah, and then And then Hud then, even being a part of the book. Oh yeah, crazy. <laughs> like, his mom was
1: like, "Here, take my child," and the fact that June was just like didn't even bad an eye yeah like okay like I'm gonna love this child like it's my own
0: and isn't that how she essentially found out he was cheating
1: yes that was the first time she found out he was cheating yeah
0: like you know can you imagine that
1: oh my gosh
0: I don't even know what I would do in that situation like she literally just had her own baby (laughs) (laughs) and I don't even think Mick was there for that Was he there?
1: No. Or I don't know if he was there for Jay, but he wasn't there for Nina. (laughs) You know what I just thought of? Also remember how June's mom, the grandmother, told her, like, he's too handsome. I think you need to marry someone more suitable, like less, I guess, flashy. And, you know, then she was like, oh, maybe I should have listened to my mom. Maybe I should have, like, settled for someone less like." less flashy and more dependable. Yeah. Um, but then I think back, or I think on Nina's relationship and with, I don't even remember the guy's name. Do you remember his name? Her husband?
0: Um, dang, I can't think right now.
1: Well, anyways, he's obviously not that important, Uh,
0: (laughs) but I feel like he was that
1: predictable, like dependable guy. You know, like, because she even herself said, like, she didn't feel the fireworks. He wasn't very, like, flashy or anything. So then, but then he still cheated. So it's like, it doesn't matter the type of guy, like, the type of manner a guy carries himself, like, whether he's flashy or not. Like, if he's going to cheat, he's going to cheat.
0: Yeah. All I can remember is that he was a pro tennis player, but I can't remember his name. Brandon. Yes. Brandon, Brandon. Freaking Brandon. Okay, we'll talk about him a little later. <laughs> oh, I guess we can talk about the importance and significance of surfing to the four siblings.
1: I loved that part of I did really like that part Me of the book. Too. They were learning to surf when they found that surfboard.
0: And then they left it. And then when they got surfboards for Christmas, I was so happy. I know. I just want to learn how to surf, but I think that um, signify well, I guess it like signifies their relationship. really, cause that's, I think that brought them all closer, first of all. Um, I think it was like an escape. Yeah, to- especially
1: for Nina. Yeah. They didn't have a lot of control in their lives. From everything like that was going on so being able to be on the board and control their right. own actions on the waves and then also just be able to feel some type of like relief and freedom yeah but it also was their ticket to become famous because if it wasn't yeah. for surfing Nina
0: wouldn't have been discovered that is right And Nina was forced to grow up fast and eventually become the caretaker for her siblings. And because of this, Nina never does anything for herself and always puts others first. How is this behavior harmful to herself? In every way. Seriously. I think kind of how her relationship with her husband, Brandon, too. Um, It's like, oh, Nina gives and gives and gives and gives. mm -hmm. But like nothing is ever done for her like she's always looking out in everybody else's best interests but it's not done in regards to her yeah and she
1: doesn't speak up for herself a lot of the time
0: yeah and she just is literally taking on everything the restaurant her siblings her career
1: and people touching her when she become like becomes famous cuz they feel obligated to it right I just also don't think she knew who she was. Right. And she, I mean, how can someone live happy, like n- not knowing who they are, also, but not living the life that they want? You know, for example, when her husband just like bought that house on the cliffside, when that's not what she wanted, she really wanted to be on the beach. Like that's harmful. Yeah. It was probably also like not trying to, like, say, I love Nina. Like, I'm not trying to say anything bad, but also, and not saying that I condone cheating whatsoever. But I think that had a lot to do with why her marriage didn't work. Like,
0: yeah, because she never expressed any kinds of thoughts, just went along with everything. Yeah. So it's like, hello, Nina, wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her being the oldest, she kind of got a preview of her parents' relationship, too. And I feel like that kind of went into her relationship with Brandon, too. Remember at the party, she was, like, going to take Brandon back, and then she realizes. So I guess she kind of had that example from her mom, because Mick would leave, and then he would come back, and June would be like, okay. So Nina had that, saw that firsthand. But Speaking of that, June never gets over Mick leaving her and she becomes an alcoholic. In a true tragic turn, she recognizes she needs to change for her children, but she ends up drowning that night. With Nina finding her the next morning, let's talk about the impact of their mother's death on the siblings.
1: Oh my gosh, that was so sad. I was like, no.
0: She wants to turn her life around. I know. I just can't believe she drowned in the bathtub. Of all things, like she drowned in the bathtub. I just can't
1: even, I can't imagine what that did to Nina. Like
0: walking in and finding your mom dead. Right. I was not expecting that. I was like, yes, June's going to turn it around. She's taking a bath. And then next thing you know, she's dead. Nina's there. And then the siblings are all coming and she has to tell them. I'm trying to think of like the impact it had. Well, I guess it kind of brought them closer together in a sense, but also they recognized the signs. I can't remember if they started talking about it after or before, but, oh, mom has a drinking problem or something like that.
1: Well, I don't think it was ever really addressed until Kit said something at the dinner table. Remember? Yeah. because. She was so young. She didn't even realize what was happening with her mom. Like she just kind of saw what her mom was doing and she didn't realize until she saw it on TV and someone said like, oh, that stuff is going to kill or you're going to like drink your life away or it's going to kill you or whatever, like talking about them drinking. And then she like blurted it out to her mom at the dinner table (laughs) that she was a drunk. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, what
0: is that the same night that she almost caught the house on fire or something like that I remember one time she was like drunk
1: I can't remember if that was the time but she did burn dinner that night yeah and I think that's why Kit said something
0: yeah so I don't know I I guess the impact it really had was like the Kit Nina having to grow up and fill her mother's shoes and take care of everybody And then the kids just like looking to Nina for everything and her being the new mother figure. So I don't know. I think it was hard on Nina, but I I feel like the other kids were sad, but I didn't think it had that, like not as much of an impact as it did for Nina. Like it still impacted them, but in a different way.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously it's terrible either way but Nina did have to sacrifice a lot more
0: yeah and why didn't Mick come to the funeral and try to maintain some type of relationship with his kids let's talk about the impact of having an absent father we both have daddy issues so I don't
1: know if we should talk about (laughs) this
0: honestly I was so so (laughs) mad that Mick didn't even have the decency to show up this asshole yeah like he didn't even be there for his own children yeah that was that was really really bad on his part yeah yeah. like or even
1: send his kids money like he obviously knows they're still underage
0: right didn't even step up as a father you know Nina really did sacrifice a lot and she had to go out there and make money and get these modeling gigs and stuff and I just what the heck yeah
1: I know even like the principal was like look I'm not going to report you and like you know you're almost 18 so you can get custody of your siblings but you need to make it seem like there is a parent. Yeah. (laughs) So like I don't know it's just crazy.
0: Well it definitely did impact like everybody's relationship as we can see towards the end of the book when they're having like a little kumbaya moment and everybody's talking about their feelings and like stuff like that
1: yeah Um, I think it's just good that they acknowledged I I mean obviously we as outside people see that it affected Nina and she sacrificed a lot more than her other siblings did but the fact that what makes her even greater is the fact that she never like pushed that onto her siblings like she never complained about it like they I feel like they complained more about their situation more than she ever did and she had it a lot worse which like spoke a lot to her character
0: yeah and I just think it had more of an impact for Nina just because she grew up seeing everything she's oldest she's the one that had to step up and I just feel like the other kids didn't really realize how much that she had sacrificed for them yeah. Nina is worried she's following her mother's path in many ways, especially when her husband leaves her for another woman. How did Nina avoid becoming like her mother? She didn't become a drunk.
1: <laughs> Piggybacking off of what you said about she, I think her taking Brandon back at the beginning of the night of the party was, she was kind of doing the same thing her mom was doing. And so I think later on that night, her realizing, like, no, like, I'm not going to take him back. Like, I, de- I deserve a lot more than this is kind of where she drew the line. Like, no, like, I'm not going to be like my mom. Yeah. But she never said it that way either. Like, she never spoke badly about her mom. Even said to or I don't remember what sibling or which sibling said this when they were having their kumbaya moment was, you know, they said she was at least there, unlike Mick. I guess also not taking Mick back he was apologizing to them and just again bullshitting and saying what he thought they wanted to hear and she was like okay you can say whatever you want but I'm not like forgiving you like you're out of my life I don't want you to be a part of it and that's it
0: yeah and Mick would always come back because he knew that she would take him back exactly like
1: yeah you you made it so easy for him to just slip back into your life so he knew how easy it was to do so he just kept cheating and knew that if he ever wanted to come back that was always an option for him
0: right what did you think about all the details of the party scene that was crazy I know I
1: wonder if like LA parties are like that
0: I feel like they are
1: (laughs) (laughs) like cocaine just being passed around a tray platter
0: and people swinging from a chandelier, somebody shooting a gun. Um, what else happened? People swimming naked in the pool. Oh yeah. That girl that had sex
1: with two guys. (laughs) What, What people watched? Like that was her dream. That was her dream
0: oh malibu wild <laughs> and then the cop showing up and
1: that was crazy. that was a crazy party yeah it
0: was um okay let's fast forward okay, oh we'll talk- and kit her like making out with that one guy that had a crush on her that happened at the party too oh, yeah. that's when she was like oh i don't know if i like this and she's like i think we should just be friends and he was like what like <laughs> he's like so you didn't like it oh I forgot that happened at the party she was like I think I like girls (laughs) what happened with her friend she had liked someone oh she liked kid's brother
1: yeah
0: yes that's what it was and she was like all sad about that okay Let's talk about the dynamic between Jay and Hud. What was your impression of the storyline where Hud falls in love with Jay's ex-girlfriend? And then, let's also talk about how Hud, he was not their, like, he was essentially their half-sibling. Yeah.
1: I don't know. When I first heard it or saw that he was dating his brother's ex, I was like, oh, no, no, no. You do not (laughs) do that. (sighs) But knowing that Jay was a player and like he didn't really have strong feelings for Ashley and it wasn't like Judd or Ashley went searching for that like it just happened that they fell in love right and in the circumstances were not ideal so I think that's different than if you were just to, like, hook up with someone or, I don't know. Like,
0: I just wish they would have come to him before, like, told him before and gotten it out of the way. Like, I feel like the way Jay found out just, like, set everything up. <laughs> up when found, like, in photos in his car. And I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. And then they had that horrible fight. Yeah, oh,
1: it didn't help that he found out about it after the girl that he was really like interested in and was like basically almost in love with her rejected him
0: yeah that had the sting
1: yeah. but
0: i did kind of like how hud and what was her name ashley i think mm-hmm. how they just like pass each other and then they got talking and it kind of just happened organically it wasn't a sought out relationship it kind of just like happened and I feel like it was a more genuine relationship than Ashley and Jay's anyway yeah one thing though I
1: don't know why they thought it was a good idea to tell Jay at the party yeah like that was their whole plan was to tell him at the party I'm like why why would you do that at a party full of people with alcohol and drugs
0: Right, (laughs) and it's like you have so many opportunities, like he's your brother. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like you don't talk to him all the time.
1: Who knows? Especially because he essentially his job is to photograph him while he's surfing, right? They travel together,
0: and Ashley ends up being pregnant too. Oh, yeah, so then he has to like tell him that. I'm like, oh my god, this is just too much. (laughs) Might as well get this over with now. Um but Kate grows quite a bit in the novel let's talk about her character she was an interesting character
1: (laughs) like I said from the beginning I already knew she liked girls and I think it was kind of sweet how like she went to Nina for like fashion advice like she was like, I don't I don't know if I can do this like I don't know if I feel pretty like can you help me
0: Yeah, it's weird how they didn't really have that tight-knit bond, sisterhood relationship that you would expect.
1: Yeah, especially with basically Nina raising her because she's young.
0: So I thought that was interesting. Um but I did like how Kit I feel like she started to find more of her voice towards the end um just with like being supportive of Nina and then her figuring out like oh I don't like boys. So I think the book is just like her evolving throughout the book honestly.
1: Yeah, she did grow a lot and she was the one who told Nina like look, you've taken care of us long enough right fine now you go take care of yourself
0: right why do you think Mick came to the party to finally face his kids
1: I honestly don't know
0: me either I know that Kit sent an invite but she did she did it years before that yeah so I'm like wait was he gonna be sick or something no I know it was Jay that had something going on where he couldn't surf anymore, but
1: yeah he had like a heart condition
0: yeah I don't
1: know like I honestly don't
0: I remember I remember because he he was lonely like it was literally just him by himself and he like came to the revelation like oh my god I have kids like I don't remember. that
1: girl him and his manager got a
0: divorce yeah and he was like wow I have nobody and so he's like oh years many 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 years later let's go see chalk it up with the kids aren't kids anymore yeah so yeah. I just thought he was being selfish once again
1: yeah and Nina saw right through it and she was like we don't need you yeah and we don't want you either
0: thus <laughs> far like do you think the siblings will see their father again I don't know I don't I, think
1: they'll intentionally try to
0: yeah I don't think I feel like their relationship is just beyond repair yeah Like it's taking you this long and you're only doing it because you realize that you have nobody left. Exactly. Like you've burned all your bridges. So let's talk about the push for Nina to go to Portugal and leave everything behind, including finally selling the family restaurant. I'm just so glad Nina is getting out of California and doing something for herself. Let's clap it up for Nina.
1: (laughs) I know. And she finally sold the restaurant because- I mean, I think Kit said the same exact thing I'm about to say. Her mom did not want Nina to take over the restaurant. Like wow. June didn't even want the restaurant. And that's kind of what brought them to finding that surfboard on the beach when they were younger too. Right. Remember, Like Nina was helping in the restaurant and she was like doing actually a really good job. And her mom was like, whoa well, no she is not getting stuck in this restaurant and she was like
0: get out of here <laughs> yes and that's when go to the, the beach Chicago became yeah but I'm glad she sold it so what do you think happens next for all of four of the siblings Nina's in Portugal
1: maybe finds her a hot man a that hot knows how to
0: vineyard
1: yes that knows how to treat a woman agreed
0: um I feel like Kit's gonna, her surfing's gonna take off and she's gonna get a girlfriend and have her first girl kiss. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) maybe like that. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, they did say Kit
1: was the best surfer out of all of them. Yeah. And then (laughs) Hud and Ashley will have their baby and Hud will probably get a
0: job photographing Kit. Yeah. What do you mm-hmm. think is going to happen to Jay since he can no longer surf? I think they mentioned
1: something about that, about how he could mentor Kit.
0: Oh yeah. And then I remember he was talking to somebody that had retired or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember. So I feel like something will come about that like maybe he starts his own like surf program or something a surf shop I don't know did you feel satisfied by the book's ending how did it end with them sending Nina off oh that's
1: right with the house burning down
0: the house burning down and And then then, didn't Brandon like get in a wreck or what yes in the jag yeah and mix jag. Yeah, and Mick's jag. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, I think so, because he got a DUI, which is he deserves something yeah. because he was leaving to go find what that other that, girl, Caroline. That tennis player, that tennis player, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, Well, I can't lose them both, I can't <laughs> be alone, dude.
0: Just like another mick, honestly,
1: yeah, and then Make just walked off into the whatever.
0: Yeah, burned, lit a cigarette and burned the house, house down. down. <laughs>
1: that was crazy.
0: Like, what are the odds that he was the one to do that?
1: Yeah, but yeah, that house was gonna be destroyed anyways because after the party, party. yeah, it was just a mess.
0: So, after all is said and done, what are you rating this book out of five stars?
1: I gave it four on Goodreads. I think you did too. I think I might have seen that.
0: Yeah, I did give it four.
1: Yeah. What's your reasoning?
0: I don't know. It just wasn't five stars for me. (laughs) Yeah. But the writing was good. I did enjoy the characters. It just didn't hit that five star mark for me.
1: Same. We just have very high standards.
0: Yeah, I'm starting to be more particular about who I give five stars to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Those are rare, baby.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that is just a wrap on Malibu Rising. And since this is our final episode of season one, let's just talk about our favorite and least favorite book that we read for this season. You want me to go first? Yeah, because I'm still, I still am thinking about it. <laughs>
1: okay so my favorite I think gosh it was a hard one I think we we read some really great books yeah so I'm gonna have to pick pretty little wife like I just I really like that book I'm really into like crime and mystery and that just gave it all um and my least favorite book it has to be you deserve each other <laughs> like there were just too many annoying characters
0: I know even faking under the mistletoe is better than that book.
1: yes faking under the mistletoe was like a cute little story <laughs>
0: dang oh it's really giving me anxiety to even have to choose a favorite <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Oh, I I did really like Pretty Little White. Mm -hmm. Too Good to Be True was really good too, though. Oh yeah,
1: that was good.
0: So it's like a tie between those two, but Pretty Little White was really good. And I just, we just really did love that book. Oh yeah,
1: that one, Too Good to Be True and The Night Swim.
0: Yeah, those are my, those are my top three, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then my least favorite it's probably you deserve each other too because all the other ones are still good books but Mm -hmm. like you said you deserve each other that book was so annoying
1: yeah it really was
0: (laughs) (laughs) so and I did like people we meet on vacation that was a cute book
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and all American boys that was a good book very oh yeah
1: very deep
0: yeah, so yeah, I think we have the same one, so okay. yeah, yes, <laughs> but that is a wrap on this season. We hope you enjoyed this episode and our podcast. If you're not already, make sure you follow us on Instagram at today's book to keep up and go give us a rating on the podcast app. That's
1: it for another episode. We'll be back starting in November for season two, so stay tuned.
0: Today is Booked. And tomorrow isn't looking good either.